are we ready to start yes we are all in and we are ready to start guruji wonderful let us begin with the guru vandana hari om shri gurubhyo namaha
and does maintain a semblance of balance. Hence, though we have two nostrils, normally always we breathe in from one nostril and breathe out from the other. And this channel keeps on alternating. The scriptures say that you breathe in for one and a half ghatika. Ghatika is a time measure, which comes to be about 36 minutes. One ghatika is 24 minutes. One and a half is 36 minutes. And that's how the pran keeps on alternating. That's how it is Surya Nadi and Chandra Nadi. So these Nadis, I gave an overview as to how these Nadis are the channel through which energy flows through the entire system. And from the heart chakra, there is one major Nadi that goes to the head, to the crown. And that branches out into thousands of other tertiary nadis and in that nadi one nadi particularly sushumna which further branches out as chitrani nadi vajrani nadi and finally brahma nadi through which the chaitanya the pranic force rises to the crown of the hair or sahasrara and that is where, with the constant practice of pranayam, that the soul, the living soul, or the living being, human being, realizes the grandeur, the expression of the supreme truth, that is Paramatma or Almighty God. So, this pranic exercises, pranic energy, pranic forces, how they move uh, into the entire human system, thereby purifying the physical body as also the sukshma or the subtle body or the causal body, which is the living soul. The soul which dwells at the Anahat Chakra. Anahat Chakra is the same chakra which is called as Rudhaya Chakra. That is where the living soul dwells. And it is a, as if it is a Jyoti, Jyoti meaning a flame, a little light. And just besides it also dwells the Absolute Supreme or Almighty God also in a Jyoti form or in the form of a light or as a flame. But both of them are separated by a veil, a partition. This partition is all of ignorance, is all of need for discipline, need for sadhana, need for the constant chanting of the Mahamantra that you have received from your Sadguru or the constant chanting of 
Omkar. I have been talking about it so long. And the constant impact of this Omkar or the Mahamantra upon this veil, gradually this veil becomes weaker, weaker, and weaker yet. And eventually it fades away. And then the living soul is able to see the Supreme Soul as Almighty God and fuses in one. And then that living soul does not remain a living soul. It becomes a divine soul living in the physical body. And that is the end of the journey of any living human being on the planet Earth. Now, in this process, I hope I've been trying to impress upon all of you how this prana or the pranic force, the life force, operates in the human system, in a living being. And this pranic force operates in every and all living being on the earth, including the mosquitoes and the gnats and flies or the cockroaches or the worms on the earth or in the bosom of the earth, the fish in the water or the birds that fly high. Every living being that has a life to live is able to live and rejuvenate is by virtue of this pranic force. This pranic force itself came from the primordial sound. Primordial sound, that is the omkar or oh. This sound is a self-generated sound by virtue of the divine Shakti or if Shiva or Almighty God is there, his power, which is his Shakti, called as Shiva Shakti, it is the Shiva Shakti that is the origin of this sound. And it is from this sound that all that came to be came to be, including the heavenly sun that we see in the skies as glowing ball of light, glowing ball of fire, glowing ball of, of constant radiation of this life force on the entire element of this space, which include all the planetary systems all the nebulas and all the celestial beings that are there. Typically it is called the seven astral worlds about the earth and seven netherlands or nether worlds which are below. They go as Atala, Vitala, Tala, Tala, Rasa, Tala, Patala and so forth. They are seven in all. These are the degenerating uh, 
locations where unfortunate souls who by virtue of their karma actions and the choices that they have made end up suffering until their turn to be reborn comes which may be for who knows how long thousands of years perhaps and likewise from the earth there are seven uh, heavenly world seven uh, heavenly worlds and they are classified as the sapta vyaharuti sapta vyaharuti meaning i will go over that which is as follows bhuhu which is the mother earth or the martelo where people are born and automatically attract death as well so it is bhulok bhuhu the second is bhuvaha third is swaha fourth is maha fifth is janaha sixth is tapah loka and finally it is satya loka or brahma loka and a human being can rise to all of these but it is only by virtue of discipline by virtue of infinite faith and trust and consistent tapacharana that is a discipline meditation right conduct uh, of doing all the right things bringing in a disciplined life life of virtue in thought word and deed that one in this very living life itself one can ascend to the final state that is the satya loka or brahma loka that is where all the great ones like the like lord jesus christ or the holy prophet muhammad or lord shri krishna lord shri ram deva deveshwar bhagwan parshuram or lord dattatre or my sadguru bilavat sadguru they all become one in that final state which is an eternal state and it is possible possible only when this body that we well uh, we have as a living soul the physical body the causal body the subtle body and also the fourth that is the cosmic body we transcend all of that and through the exercises of prana or the pranic force through meditation through pranayam they i have been teaching for quite some time typically the beginning are the four pranayam such as anulom vilom pranayam next is bhastrika followed with kumbhaka kumbhaka that is bahya kumbhaka antak kumbhaka and kapalabhati there are other bandha such as odiyana bandha jalandhar bandha these are exercises these exercises make 
the human system, the human body as an able instrument. If the instrument is not able, if the instrument is not fit, it is not possible to progress spiritually just by wishful thinking and casually going to temples or mosques or church and going for Sri Guru's darshan. It is not possible for one to rise, one to excel and excel to such a point that one becomes the excellent one that does not excel by anything else and it is one with the excellent one that which is self-illumined that is the absolute supreme truth which we call as almighty god so all these stages i have explained to you in my earlier talks i think today I would like to give you an idea about the sun, the sun in our solar system with our neighbors as the various other planets. Likewise, we have our own moon and other planets are, may have more than one, I think Saturn has some six or seven. And size-wise, they are so much bigger. And they receive their illumination, their life force, also from sun. Now, how did this sun come to be? From this sun, also emanates the science of Gaia Three. Many, many, many people have heard and are aware of Gaia Three Mantra. And Gaia Three Mantra, many believe, is a very, very powerful mantra. That is what they believe. It is as per each one's faith and each one's belief. But we will examine all of this. As to the origin of the sun, the origin of the sun is through the primordial sound. Oh, understand that. It is through that the pranic force sees the living breath that we breathe in and breathe out. There is a much greater power full of life or Chaitanya that has its origin right from the very source that is Almighty God, which through the primordial sound of Om, it manifested as pranic force. So this pranic force together with the Omkar created the sun. The sun is made up of three major elements. One, is Agni, the element of fire. Second, the element of electricity or Vidyut. Thirdly, the element of Prana or the Pranic force. 
as we chant om the second vowel ooh as such is the origin from where the divine energy or shakti or the shiva shakti that permeates anything and everything that also is in the sun as a manifest as a matter of fact this utatva manifests itself as the shakti in the sun itself so there is agni there fire that produces heat or in sanskrit it is called ushma that is the warmth that it radiates to all the seven worlds above as also the seven worlds below and all the planets and all the other astro uh, uh, creations that are there in so many constellations and so forth so this sun provides the warmth to all in all that is there in the space in the sky it also provides pranic force to all that is living all that is there a soul is there but the instant the soul receives the pranic force that is when the life force it fuses with becomes one with the soul as such and becomes a living soul that is when it attracts chaitanya it attracts movement it attracts the phenomena of growth it attracts the phenomena of change as well this is not only for human beings but for all creation so this phenomena of creation life which is the pranic force also comes from the sun <clears throat> so there is heat or ushma or warmth uh, from the sun this warmth the ball of fire is also the ball of light as well this ball of light ball of fire and ball full of pranic force is also full of pranic energy and when i just said that it is full of electricity or vidyut we are used to know electricity as just one expression of energy that when you flip the switch the light comes on when you flip the switch the fan comes on when you flip the switch the television comes on little do we realize that this energy or vidyut shakti translates itself into vibrations whereby it degenerates to our human level and we are able to hear we are able to see we are able to receive the so many different 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 kinds of electricities that are potent with the sun's rays hence the early morning sun rays 
or the three sunset sun rays, which are very tender, are very nourishing, very tender, very gentle for human use, human absorption, and human nourishment. This same sunlight nourishes all the life on the earth, including the trees, the fruits, and all that. The same sunlight also, when meets with the moon, reflects itself as a very soothing, cooling light that produces the very life force in all the plant life. It is this life force that has been radiated by the moon produces the jivana rasa, that is the elixir of life. That is what makes the mango sweet and the lemons tart. Likewise, the flowers to bloom as beauty and also the flowers that emanate beautiful fragrance. So you can see the sun that plays such an integral part of our life, living life, all that there is. Now, how does this sun for the past so many millions of years has been glowing? Let me give you a glimpse of what the scriptures or the re realized knowledge that has uh, been given to me by my beloved Sadhguru, that when this pranic force, the Uttatva from the Omkar and the electricity all combined together produce sun. And there is a continuous self-contained action-reaction, explosion causing a consequential series of explosions of the atoms and a single atom with neutrons, protons, and whatever it is, uh, where helium, which is an inert gas, and uh, uh, hydrogen, which is there predominantly on the sun. There is a continuous action-reaction, and this action is an explosion, explosion which releases the uh, energy, shakti, uh, in the explosion, or separation of the atomic forces there. And this creates another set of atoms that come together, which they themselves ex ex uh, express themselves for another series of explosions. And this is a self-contained series of explosions that keep on re releasing humongous, phenomenal energy. This energy which expresses itself as heat, expresses itself as warmth, expresses itself as light, expresses itself as vidyut or electricity. That is why the ultraviolet rays that you see, there are so many rays, there are seven different colors, but numerous are the electricides that reach the earth 
and there are certain electricities that we take advantage of when we do agnihotra that is why this evening agnihotra and morning agnihotra during that transient time when we do agnihotra make that agnaya swaha prajapate swaha in the presence of the fire these electricities from the sensories they interact and produce a series of explosions that are very very nourishing that are very purifying the khamandala khamandala meaning the akasha mandala meaning the space and all that there is including the air including the nourishing power or shakti for the plant life as also for the human life it is not just uh, making it pleasing to the human mind but every cell of your body gets rejuvenated and it makes a human system more and more suitable to receive and to move into higher realms of consciousness of awareness of purification of the physical body of the purification of the subtle body of the purification of your partial body of the purification of your cosmic body and thereby by virtue of your pranic force through meditation one can rise from the base of your spine or muladhar and purifying all the six uh, centers of energy in our human system and rise to the crown to the sahasrara through the sushumna nadi which changes to vajra nadi and to chitrani nadi and finally to brahma nadi which is so very subtle so very subtle and it is only through that nadi that one is able to uh, reach the sastrara and experience the actual experience of what the supreme truth is and that supreme truth is expressed in one of the verses such as when praising adoring lord ganesha he said as sahasra kuti surya samaprabha that is 1 crore means 10 million so if 10 million sun were to come together how powerful their glow would be far more powerful is the glow or the eminence of the realization of what the supreme truth that almighty god is understand now so how the entire creation we are all part of it and nothing is independent so this uh, sun plays such an important integral part of our living life and how we have to use it <coughs> so this uh, practice of prana the pranic force or pranayam 
eventually in tandem with the adoration of the sun, likewise the worship or practice of Gayatri. Let me give you a very quick idea as to what Gayatri is. The Gayatri, Gaya means, please understand this, Gaya means the very pranic force. Gaya means the very life force. Tri means trana, means the power, the energy. So Gaya means prana, and Tri means trana, or the power to sustain, power to hold on to, gives the ability to sustain Gaya, that is prana, and protection of either of the two, which eventually is one. So Gayatri, this mantra, is made up of 24 syllables. That is why it is in the Gayatri Chanda. Gayatri Chanda itself is, it is a meter, that there are 24 components to it, 24 uh, consonants or vowels in it. And hence, eight, plus 8 plus 8, that is 8 plus 8, 16 plus 8, meaning 24. So these three are called as three pada. Three pada means three means three. Pada means level or states. So three pada gayatri, that is the Om This is the first pada. Om Tattavitur Varenyam. Second Pada, Bhargo Devakadhimahi Dhyoyona Prachodayat Om. This is the Tripada Gayatri, and it has 24 uh, syllables in it. And hence it is also called Gayatri Chanda. But Gayatri is essentially the Pranik Upasana or adoration, worship of Prana to sun, that is the Surya, the sun that we see in the heaven, which is an embodiment, the very body, physical body of light, of fire, which contains all the electricides that nourish the human system, including the mind, including the energy that we need to function in every and all aspects of our expressions. Hence, this way, this Gayatri Mantra was first uh, declared, discovered by a great Rishi by name Vishwamitra Rishi. And even the Paddhati or the way to chant that in Anulom and Vilom, there are these two Paddhatis. Uh, but that one has to learn. I cannot declare that on a, a public forum as, as of now. But you have to learn that from a skilled teacher. So this 
Gayatri Mahamantra, which is nothing other than the very Shakti of the sun, the Shakti of the Surya, which is essentially Gayatri Mahamantra Shakti, which is also the Gayatri Mahadevi also. And how the human life and all the creation in the heaven is so very important and is woven so closely, intimately with the sun as a central part, component of it. This sun that we see in the heaven is also the eye of Almighty God, my dear. It is the eye of the Almighty God. Hence the sun and the sun's rays that illumine the moon, both are the eyes of Almighty God. And it is this tattva, this phenomena, that enlivens, gives life and the ability to our human eyes as well, that gives us the ability to see. See, what do we see? We see all that is creative, all that has a shape, all that can be described in certain limitations. We do definitely know what a table looks like and what a ladder looks like. So that gives us the disability is the power of the sun. <coughs> Likewise, even when we meditate, the eyes are closed. Yet we have an inner organ, inner eye, or the third eye, that eye, that is the eye of the eye, it enables us to see things that are beyond the gross life, the phenomenal life, beyond what the physical eye cannot see. So all that is unseen, yet experience can be seen only by virtue of this third eye. This third eye, which is stationed, which is in the center of the eyebrow, that is like a window. It is through that window that we can hear the primordial sound. It is also through that window we have the divya drishti that we can see far ahead. It is through that window, that drishti, that in Mahabharata, Sanjay was given that power to see what was unfolding at the Kurukshetra battlefield. That power was given to Sanjay by the great Rishi, Veda Maharshi, Vyasa, follow? Veda Vyasa received this power from Almighty God or the greatest of the great Sadguru, Paramaguru, Parapar Paramaguru. Likewise, during the battle time when Lord Sri Krishna was talking to Shri uh, Partha, that is Arjuna, and Krishna said to Partha, 
I will reveal you my cosmic Swarupa, my cosmic being, but you will not be able to see me through your uh, physical eyes, mortal eyes. I will give you divine sight, Divyadrishti. That power was granted by Almighty God or Almighty Sadhguru to Sri Krishna who gave it to uh, Partha. So you can see that the sight, the ability to see both on this subtle level as also on the physical level is also an expression of the solar power or the Surya or the power of sun. So, but how does one get the ability to see all this? It is possible only by virtue of dedicated practice of this prana tattva or pranic force or as I said to you about pranayam. This pranayam impacts so many energy centers uh, uh, on all levels of our physical being, of our subtle being, of our causal being. I think at this point, I would also want to give you a glimpse of when somebody does Gayatri Upasana or Gayatri adoration, worship, and how that happens, how this Gayatri Upasana unfolds, and what is involved, all this, I think I will talk about it. It is a very important subject. And I don't want to uh, deal it inadequately. As of now, I think I'm 45 plus minutes into the sector. I think I would stop at this point. And if you have any questions, Mushaji? Namaste, Guruji. Namaste. Uh, there are any questions, I will take those. At the same time, uh, let me caution all of our listeners that come 18th of uh, October, I will be traveling to uh, Delhi. There are some very important satsangs there. And after those satsangs, I will start upon my tour of Rajasthan. So from Delhi on the 18th itself, I will start my travel, and that happens to be our day of satsang. So let us look at pre-recording this satsang, and we can re release that on the 18th. Uh, however, the question-answer session, we will do it at some other time. But I do not want to... Uh, be with all of you every Saturday. I look forward to it and what a joy it is in sharing what I know, sharing it with you so that you may move on the path of light. This path of light ends in light which is nothing other than enlightenment. May you all be enlightened. 
how joyous I would be, how happy everyone would be. Ushaji, I'm willing to take questions. Great, Guruji. Uh, the first caller is 1045. 1045, please speak. Okay, Guruji, uh, probably they're muted on their end. Um, the next caller, 4540. 4540, please speak. Namaste, Guruji. This is Charlie. Hello, Charlie. Hello. Thank you, Guruji. This was a, a talk uh, that I've been wanting to hear. This was superb today. I, I'd always looked as, you know, at uh, you had made reference earlier uh, to uh, different stanzas and whatnot in regard to the sun. And I'd always, in, in my, my childish view, I'd always seen the sun as, a, as a, the divine yagna, just that where the divine mm -hmm. is, is transforming itself right at that point like 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 we do when we're doing our yagna the divine is doing the divine yagna right there and when you talk about the gayatri mantra are those mantras mm -hmm. that, that mantra is actually being sung at that point it's coming out of that yagna too isn't it yes correct and then it, and when we chant that gayatri mantra we're harmonizing with it you were talking about we absorb that energy and utilize that energy, and that that energy is the energy that then enlivens our kundalini to raise our kundalini. Kundalini is an aspect of the pranic force, my dear. Okay, yes. I want to dispel uh, or take away the mysticism about kundalini. Kundalini is the same pranic force that is there in all creation. It is also there within us. And uh, this Kundalini is not an independent Shakti. It is the Pranic force, Prana Shakti itself. Now, having said that, there is something else I want to tell you. That everybody is fascinated by Gayatri Mantra. Now, so many of us, we are chanting and doing Swahaka uh, of Mahamrityunjaya Mantra. Mahamrityunjaya Mantra also takes you to the same destination. Takes you to the same goal. So in that sense, Gayatri Mantra and Mahamrityunjaya Mantra are one and the same. Follow now? Yes, yes, I understand. And then... Uh... Yeah. Those, those other aspects that you were talking about in relation to the, the chanting of Gayatri Mantra, I, I would have to talk to you about on, on another level, on another, at another time. Uh, I didn't know if I really, I really understood that my level isn't uh, at, to understanding that level. I wanted to okay. talk to you about that. Okay. Make a note of it and ask me. Yeah, I, uh, you can ask uh, Ushaji to connect me. Uh, so that it won't, it will be easy. Yes. Okay. 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 Thank you, Guruji. I'll pass on now. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. Thank you, Charlie, for calling in in spite of your busy schedule today. Uh, the next caller, I'm calling back. One zero four five. One zero four five. Please speak. 
All right, Guruji. I'll go to 0858. 0858, please speak. Namaste, Guruji. This is Chamath Sakran, Anushayan Sayadam. Very wonderful. Very nice talk, and I really enjoyed the prominence of the such energies. I missed you a couple of times, uh, Shekhar. Right. <laughs> but like, you understand how how this uh, pranic force or the Kundalini as a unified force that thrives in the human system, how that has to be used in me- meditation for which a discipline is necessary, regularity is necessary, and that moves upwards through all these plexus or chakras as they are called. I have gone into great details about this, and now I hope you got it right. Uh, absolutely. The information is uh, very well revealed, and uh, uh, truly blessed to uh, have been exposed to knowledge. And uh, uh, thank you, Guruji, for bringing this uh, to all of us. Namaste Guruji, this is Shyam Guruji. Oh, hello, hello, Namaste, Namaste Guruji. Na- Namaste Guruji, this is Anusha. Oh, hello Anusha, nice that you are home. How is Amar? Amar is good, Guruji, he's at a competition. So. Okay, okay. All right, we'll talk again. Thank you, Shazza and family. Uh, the next number is 5366. Uh, so, we, uh, you spoke in exten- extensively about the Omkar, and uh, today you Correct. started uh, talking about the Gayatri Mantra. So, and, uh, you were, in between you had also told for other people who have received the Mahamantra, the Mahamantra is the, uh, the, the string that you hold on to, the guide that you hold on to during meditation. So, my question the- is... How does one uh, incorporate the uh, Omkar with the Mahamantra or uh, the other mantras or just the Mahamantra alone takes care of everything? The other mantras that we do, Yadne and so forth, there are every mantra is potent with a unique Shakti. Follow? However, yes, your, your life, living life, the last mantra on your lips, either mentally chanting or in your paravadi, should be the maha-mantra that you have received from the Sadhguru. There is nothing, nothing greater than that Guru Upadishta, Mahamantra, the mantra received from Sadhguru. The mantra itself is Sadhguru. The sadhana is also the Mahamantra. The Paramalaksha, the final destination, 
and the fusion with the supreme truth is also the maha mantra and the maha mantra which is itself the supreme truth itself understand yes Guruji. understand Guruji. wonderful yes thank you so much Connect caller is 2285. I, I cannot hear anybody. You are breaking up. You are at a bad... Yes. Hello? 2285. The next caller is 2285. Namaste, Mohan Dadashri. This is Vikas. Um, yes, Namaste, Vikas. I, have to, I want to thank you that I was in touch with Siddhanta and uh, we had some conversation and I'll be working that next week on. And uh, today's, regarding today's uh, satsanga is so wonderful and I would like to ask you certain questions on that one. It will take few minutes. Like first you, yeah. first you mention about Surya Nadi and Chandra Nadi. Isn't that the same thing like a Ida and Pingala? They call it the same thing, right? Correct. That is correct. Then after that, that you uh, uh, other nadis, uh, there are sukshma nadis called Chitrani, Vajrani, and Brahma nadi. No, 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 no. I said, <coughs> you, you breathe in and you breathe out. You breathe in prana. You yes. breathe out chwas or the spent prana. Follow that is apana. Yes. So what really happens when you breathe in and when you breathe out, there is a time gap in between. Okay. That is when the Onkar or the Mahamantra that one has received becomes the Adhisthana. And it is in that state that the Ahuti of Apana occurs in Prana. And the ahuti or offering of prana occurs in apana. And that is that state when kumbhaka also comes to be. I'm giving you some finer details. Mm-hmm. Now, the third nadi, that is uh, Ida and Pingla, and the third nadi, which is Sushumna, mm-hmm. is a very, very subtle nadi. It rises from the heart or anahat chakra to the Madhya or the Adnya Chakra and further branches out as Vajra Nadi, that which branches out of as Chitra Nadi and that further becomes so very sukshma, subtle and becomes as Brahma Nadi. It is that Nadi through Sushumna, through Vajra Nadi, through Chitra Nadi, through finally Brahma Nadi that one ascends to the Sahasrara. Hello? Oh, yes. To yes. the Sahasrara, to the Sahasrara, and that is where the realization of the Supreme Truth occurs. That is where then the Atma Sakshatkar occurs. And when that occurs, you have conquered the phenomena of birth and death and life. Yes, that sounds good. Have I, have I helped you? No, no, you, you have explained me, 
and I got some clarification on that one. Now the another one is okay. that you mentioned about the Saptaloka, that Bhu Bhuva Swa Maha Jana Tapan Satyalok. Now uh, you yeah. mentioned about Lord Parshuram and uh, Paramasadguru, that is your Sadguru too. So basically Lord Parshuram is a Chiranjiv, that means he dwells in this Bhu Loka, right? Or does he dwell in Satyaloka? And same thing is true with uh, he dwells, he dwells. He dwells in Satyaloka and in an instant he manifests anywhere. Because he is Smartrugami also as Lord Dattatraya. Yes. <laughs> so instantly, depending upon the earnestness of the call of the devotee, he manifests there. This manifestation will occur on a subtle level, will occur uh, on a divine level, and depending upon the ability of the devotee to receive, he will manifest or express himself. Understand? Now another one is uh, sun. When you mentioned the light of sun goes to the moon and gets reflected towards earth. And while it is being reflected, it, ha it changes its some characteristics. Isn't that true that uh, during the, uh, when uh, this lunar light is happen, I mean, uh, touching some human beings, their human behavior changes. What makes that change? They call it, that's why they call it that loony, you know, people whose behavior changes. And that is because of the, it doesn't happen in the morning when the sun, sunlight directly hits it. So what makes those changes? Any idea on that one? Uh, yeah. uh, you're talking about Sorry. what is the effect of these uh, sun rays that are reflected by the moon. As the moon nourishes all plant life, in that sense, human beings are also nourished. And mind, which is also impacted by the rays of the moon and when one is in tandem or in sync with the natural elements that present in the universe then the same energy becomes nourishing energy if there for some reason by virtue of human beings live in such an erratic way and this erratic way is what causes so many physical elements, ailments or diseases also causes some mental ailments or diseases. This mental diseases is the moon has a lot to do with it. That is why the saumanasya or the composure, the balance, the equilibrium of the intellectual faculty, when they are disturbed, the impacts of these moon's rays are also disturbed and uh, follows a corruption of that impact that causes the lunacy or men mental problems. Understand? Oh, I see. Okay. And the last question, may I ask one more question? Please. Ah. 
Yeah, you mentioned about Gayatri Mantra. I I read in some of the books and all that uh, Lord Parshuram also, uh, no, not Lord Parshuram, uh, Lord Krishna used to do his tapascharya in the morning doing uh, this Gayatri Mantra. And uh, uh-huh. when he was doing it in the morning, he was doing it in front of fire. And there are some yes. people... There are some people who do this Gayatri uh, Tapascharya also by offering oblations in the morning through medium of water directly to rising sun. Those are the two different separate paths, right? So that means Gayatri Mantra has some time limits to do it, like uh, it has to be done. I'm, I'm not talking about myself doing it, but for curiosity, like uh, it has to be done when the stars are in the night, and no, no, maybe no, I, I, a good question you ask. Let me explain you. The Gayatri Mantra has to be done during the Sandhya Kala. That is the uh, Agniyotra timing two times. There are two other times when this Sandhya Samaya also has to be used to our benefit. So it is the morning Sandhya, uh, Sandhya Vandana, which includes Agnihotra and Gayatri Upasana, which also includes Gayatri Mantra Swahakar as well. The next is, the second is Madhyandina Sandhya. That is at noon time. During that high noon time, also you can do Gayatri Upasana. Third is the Sayankal or evening Agniyotra time when you should do Gayatri Upasana. The fourth is Turiya Sandhya, which is midnight. Midnight, during that transition time, that is when Gayatri Mantra Upasana is also done. Follow? And Gayatri Upasana is essentially the Upasana of the Pranic Force, Prana Tattva. Because Gai is what Prana is. Tra is the Trana, that is the, the protection, the sustenance, and ability to behold that power, that energy, that Shakti, revelation, and its expression. The human system also must be able to receive that and to behold that. That is why this human system as an instrument must be capable to hold on to that and sustain it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I got it. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, good. Bye. You're Thank you so much for asking those questions, Guruji. Those were wonderful answers. Thank you so much. All the listeners are going to benefit from that. Uh, the next caller is uh-huh. 1942-1942. Please speak. Uh, Namaste, Guruji. This is Yamini from Knoxville. Uh, no. Namaste, Yamini. Gurudev Dutta, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm doing my practices, what I, whatever I can do, and I just need your blessing to keep me on the track, and hopefully one day I will, I will, I will receive the Divya Thursday. We are there. Listen this. Uh-huh. We are there with you. 
when you do yoga when you do meditation we are there with every breath of you we are there during every swahakar of you and the blessings are there instant follow thank you thank you guruji and uh, jyoti babu and ashwin bhai is also last two times listening your satsang hopefully they will get chance to talk to you today uh, gurudev dad guruji sure gurudev thank you so next. much the next caller is 7900 7900 please speak hello guruji ah bolo Guruji, this is Ashwin and Jyoti from Bloomington. Bloomington. Namaste. 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 We enjoyed uh, this talk and we learned a lot. And uh, we, we want just, your blessing. We want your blessings, and that's it. You always have our blessings, my dear. Yeah, and we you stay agree. on your. Yeah. You stay on your course, and we will not fail you. Thank you, okay. thank you. That's all what we want. Thanks a lot. Yes. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Thanks so much. Thank you. thank you very much. And uh, the next caller next. is seven seven three seven 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 three seven. Please speak. You बोल रहा था मैं बोली नहीं बच्चे. Namaste, Guruji. This is Usha. I hope this is. Yes, Usha. I missed today, Guruji. <laughs> I didn't check my watch. I just I joined a few minutes ago. I'm going to listen, Guruji. Thank you so much. Okay. Next time be regular. Yes, Guruji. Yes, I will. Thank you, Guruji. Namaste. Okay. Then the, the next, next caller is sixty-two forty-seven. Sixty-two forty-seven. Please speak. Hello, hello, Guruji. This is Bharat from Charlotte. Bharat bhai. Bharat bhai. Charlotte. Bharat Bharat bhai from Charlotte. Yeah, Yamini uncle. <laughs> huh? Yamini uncle Guruji. Ah, 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 bolo bolo bolo. Bharat bhai. Today, today I listened uh, the uh, lecture and I enjoyed it. But that's fine. Thank you Guruji. wonderful you're thank welcome you. you're welcome thank you thank you, thank you. thank you very much thank you bird bye for calling in um uh, guruji i will call back uh, uh, 1045 1045 would you like to speak today i think she's on mute guruji all right um okay. uh, the host please speak नमस्ते गुरुजी दिस इज पद्मा नमस्ते नमस्ते पद्मा जी थैंक यू फॉर एन एक्सलेंट टॉक गुरुजी आई डू वांट टू टॉक टू यू यस वी टॉक अरे लाल बोलो बोलो वेटिंग फॉर यू बोलो nominal guru ji as usual uh, i enjoyed it so much um, i don't have any questions thank you guru ji okay we'll talk again next time yes guru okay sir bye
this life force as it emanated from the principle of pranava, that is omkar. I explained to you the components of omkar, how the omkar has to be chanted, a uma, then anuswar, or the nasal pronunciation of that. And when chanted correctly, and continuously in a series, it does produce that resonance that vibrates into the entire human system and also into the environment and in the entire stratosphere as well. So this... Uh, it is through this primordial sound that the pranic force came to be. This pranic force is the four very force of life. Through this force, the creation of sun occurred, and along with there were two other components that the sun is made of. One is the pranic shakti, the second is the vidyut shakti or the spectrum of electricity is in there. And third, agni or the fire. The sun is such a being that there is a constant explosion succeeding in another explosion and it is a self-contained cycle of explosion through which immense heat is radiated in the entire space. So the solar system that we are in, this heat, this, these electricides and the pranic force nourishes all life on the earth as well as on the other planets and so forth. Now, when speaking about pranayama, Ayam means exercise. Prana means the very life force. This life force in human being manifests as the ingoing breath and the outgoing breath. The ingoing breath is called Puraka and the outgoing breath is called Rechaka. Between the Puraka and the Rechaka or the ingoing breath and the outgoing going breath, there is a space of time when either of them are in a inactive state. That is a state of Kumbhaka. It is in this Kumbhaka state that the ingoing breath is offered into the outgoing breath and the outgoing breath offered into the ingoing breath. And there is what you call a sense of equilibrium or tranquility. And that is where the, the urja or the energy or the shakti of the prana gets established in a human being. Now, when we... These are the three principles of pranayama. That is puraka, that is the ingoing breath, 
then the kumbhaka, that is the antar kumbhaka, and that is the second part. The third is the outgoing breath or the rachel. It is here when this pranic force is coupled with the Gayatri mantra. We are talking typically of the Tripada Gayatri mantra. This three-dimensional, three characteristics are very important for you to understand because they express themselves in every activity, every sense from the minutest to the macro level. For example, we have the Puraka, that is the ingoing, that is one. Then the Kumbhaka, that is the second. Then the third is the Rechaka, that is the outgoing breath. So we have these three. Likewise, human being as we are, we are made of physical body. The, the subtle body or Sukshma Sharira and third, the Karana Sharira or the causal body. Likewise, Gayatri Mantra, Tripada, I mean three, there are three steps in there. And they are as follows. This is the first. The next is Om Tat Savitur Varenyam Bhargo Devatsadimahi. The last is Yo Yo Nak Prachodayar. So all these three, each one has eight components or eight syllables in it. These eight syllables, eight plus eight plus eight, totally 24. And the Gayatri Chanda, or the meter in which Gayatri Mantra, in which the Gayatri Mantra is chanted, also has 24 syllables. And there is a certain phonetic way that it has to be chanted. It is a very important caution that I would like to give all of you that it is best that you learn pranayam, the exercise of breath from a well-trained yoga teacher, but the Gayatri Mantra must be learned from a Sadguru. Because just telling you without the Sankarpa behind it will not give you, anyone for that matter, the desired effect or the power. Because this Mantra, a great Rishi by name Vishwamitra, has kept it in lock and key, key, meaning it has been made keylita. Keylita means kept in lock and key because unworthy, unprepared individuals should not 
use this, and even if they do use it, it will not give them the efficacy or the result that one expects. Now, when the three components of the sun, as it is made up of, that is the pranic force, the electricides are vidyut, and thirdly, agni. In all, it becomes a self-contained, a constant, ongoing process of energy generation, energy radiation, and in this energy radiation, the pranic force is also radiated into the entire universe, which nourishes all the five primordial elements. The five primordial elements are the Pancha Mahabhuta, such as Urthvi, Aap, Tej, Vayu, Prakash, meaning earth, water, Tej, that is light or energy or fire, Vayu is air and light. So they get energized by virtue of this pranic force. And that is how all of these get enlivened, get their energies and receive their chaitanya and are contributing in their own ways in creation and recreation and nourishing of the entire life form itself. When the Gayatri Mantra is chanted. How do you worship this mantra? How do you worship and elicit the benefits or the power of this Gayatri Mantra? Pranayam is the beginning. And this prana, as you breathe in, hold it inside. That is the Antakumbhaka and then release it in a controlled manner. So bringing a control over, over the ingoing breath, holding that breath in to a certain syllable, certain uh, proportion, certain uh, form, form in the sense that if you breathe in X number of units of time, you hold it Y number of units of time and exhale, in Z units of time. All these instructions are independent and to be given by the teacher. That is why the teacher of pranayama is very important and it is best to learn from a accomplished teacher. Self-teaching may not give you the desired effect. Perhaps you may create difficulties and problems also, which may not be able to be corrected. Now, this pranic force, as it is received uh, and radiated by the sun, which nourishes everything, when a individual seeker, a sadhaka, does this Gayatri uh, Upasana, how does he do the Gayatri Upasana? To begin with, 
in this surya devata surya narayana or savita they all mean the same that is where the prakasha tatva the principle of light agni tatva that is the fire vidyut tatva that is the electricity and the spectrum of electricity is like a range of electric type you know this is something that you also don't even know yet that electricity can manifest itself in so many different different ways and its application are also different do you remember last time i gave that example that when the sun's light hits water droplets a rainbow is formed and in this rainbow there are seven different colors violet indigo blue yellow red and so forth likewise if you take just one color red that the hue the spread of this red color with its ever changing hue is also a very wide spectrum of light <coughs> likewise the electricity that is radiated through the sun's light also has such a spectrum and through this spectrum depending upon the depth of the electricity and intensity of it it opens out as if it's a spectrum of electricity and certain electricity at the right time of the day are very nourishing but the same electricity in the sun's rays is very very dangerous there is a exercise called Trataka. This exercise has to be done in the early morning sun rays when the sun rays are supposed to be most tender, and it is called sun gazing. These tender sun rays have very nourishing electricized that can give tremendous urja or power or energy to the gazer. but if the same individual tries tries to gaze at the sun at high noon then the same sun rays can make that individual blind as well i do know that the ultraviolet rays may they be nourishing in the early hours of sunrise or the latest hours of sunset typically it is one and a half ghatika immediately after the sunrise each ghatika is 24 minutes so in all 36 minutes after the sunrise and 36 minutes before the sunset the sun rays are most nourishing to human beings now when when these energies can be used and harnessed uh, for the progress of human being in spirituality in achieving divine abilities and nourishing their pranic powers pranic energy pranic force which alone will help them 
greatly, and I will explain you how that helps the seekers or the practitioners. Typically, always, when you start the Gayatri Upasana, you must do all the Shadanga Nyasa. These also, again, must be learned from a teacher or from a Sadhguru. This prepares your human system, readies itself to do pranayama and start upon the Gayatri Mantra Upasana. Upon having done the Shadanganas, then one does pranayama, breathing in through one nostril and holding the breath and exhaling through the other nostril. When you breathe in from the other nostril, hold the breath and exhale through the first nostril, that becomes a one round of anulom vilom. Your mind are constantly cautioning you that it, it is very important that you learn this from a accomplished teacher. I will definitely give you an idea as to how one evolves step by step. So when you hold the breath in, there are two ways you can hold the breath. One is when you breathe in, you hold the breath within your system and gradually release that. The other is exhaling completely and emptying your lungs completely and keeping the air out where the, there is no air in the system. That is called, keeping the air out is called Bahya Kumbhaka. Whereas when you hold the air in, is called Antah Kumbhaka. Of these two, the Antah Kumbhaka is very, very, very important. After the pranayama, there are other supporting exercises such as vastrika, rest thereafter, then again uh, kapalabhati, and again rest in between. And there are so many others that will follow as depending upon the teacher and the need of the pupil or the student. But here what happens is, that look, there are seven Mahavyaharutis. The seven Mahavyaharutis are as follows. Bhuhu, which is the Bhulo or the earth itself. All these Sapta Vyaharutis are within our human system itself, my friends. Understand this and I'll explain you that. So Bhuhu, uh, you know, all of you do know the Mahavyaharutis, three Mahavyaharutis. Number one, Bhuhu. The second is Bhuvaha. And third is Swaha. And all three together become Bhur, Bhuvaha, Swaha. Follow that. And these are all Paramatma Vachak Mahamantras also. So coming back again, 
to Bhuhu, which is Bhuloka, or the earth, which is also the Munadhar. Munadhar is the plexus of so many nerves coming together, and it is at the base of the spine, where there is a spot between your rectum and your genitals, where the skin comes together as a seam, and just above there is the plexus or a junction of so many nerve endings coming there together. So that is the first one. The second bhuvaha is called swadhishtha. This is located just below the navel, and that's where it also reflects antariksha, the interspace in the sky. Understand this. The third is Swaha or Manipur, which is your navel center. And that's where the Swarga Lok is. So we have come from Muladha, which is Bhulo, then Antariksha, which is Swadishtham, Manipur, which is Swarga Loka, or the place where the divinities dwell, the Deva Loka. Deva Devata, they rest there. The fourth is Mahat, which is Anahat or the heart center. That is called the Mahar Loka. Anahat, that is the heart center, that is called Mahar Loka. The fifth is Janah Loka, which is Atnya Chakra, which is located in the eyebrows or which is Ajna Chakra itself that is where the Brahma Lok is also there the sixth is Sahastrara which is Tapaloka and Satyam which is Brahma Randra Sahastrara that is the crown and above that is the Brahma Randra which is Satyam, that is the Satya Loka. So we have Bhuhu, Bhuvaha, Swaha, Maha, Janaha, Tapaha, Satyam, seven Mahavyarathis. Likewise, in the human system, they are at Bhuloka or Muladhar, Antariksha or the Swadishthan, that is below the navel, Manipur or Swarga Loka. Then Anahat or Mahar Loka, then Agnya Chakra or Brahma Loka, or Sahastra, that is Tapo Loka, or Brahma Randra, that's where this Satya Loka is. When one becomes comfortable adept at Pranayam and is in regular discipline of Gayatri Mahamantra, so, Gayatri Mahamantra, upon you doing the Shadanga Nyasa, then you doing the Pranayama, and then offering Ardhya, that is the third. And finally, when you come to doing Swahaka, that is offering with every Gayatri Mantra, Swaha Ghee into the fire, then the 
inherent divine power which is there in the Gayatri Mantra with the support of Pranayama becomes available, all that supreme power becomes available to the seeker or to the sadhaka, thereby, thereby, though being a living being on this earth, one, by virtue of control over the breath and by virtue of purification of all these various uh, uh, chakras in the body, one uh, can escape the human body using the Udalavayu and visit these astral locations in the heaven. Understand this. Understand this. So, offering Ardhya to the sun, to Gayatri, doing the Gayatri Nyas, Gayatri Japa, then the Gayatri Pranayama, and in the end, offering Mantra Ahuti, that is with every Gayatri Mantra offering into the fire, this is how, the fivefold way, how one can worship Savita, that is the sun, or Surya Narayana, and this is essentially <coughs> Gayatri, meaning Gaya meaning Prana, three means Trana, Trana means the power, the ability to sustain and protect this power of the Pranic force that we all are living with and without which we cannot exist. Now, when we are chanting this Gayatri Mantra, or when we chant this Omkara, see how so many factors come together. Omkara, I spent quite some time trying to explain to you what Omkara is and how uh, when coupled with Pranayama, and when Pranayama and Omkara coupled with the Gayatri Mantra, all together become a phenomenal power source and how it helps that you can purify this entire human body. The body that is a physical body made of food, Annamaya Kosha, and the physical body made up of Pranamaya Kosha, Jnana Vijnanamaya Kosha. So all these sheets of the physical body are purified. Along with that, the causal body, that is the uh, Jivatma state, the living soul, and there is our subtle body, our Sukshma Sharir, all these three are purified. When they are purified, they become an instrument of divine force. And by virtue of the purification of this entire human system, one is able to do and achieve so many things. There is another fourth level of a human being, 
that is the cosmic being. The cosmic being, every human being has a cosmic, uh, will become a cosmic being. And all these four, the cosmic being, the causal being, the subtle being, and the physical being, all these four levels of existence, they are all perishable, my dear. It is only then that one is able to separate oneself from the physical self or the cosmic self and look objectively at the cosmic self or the physical self or the causal self or the subtle self. And then you are free from the phenomena of birth and death, whereby you have gained the ability to travel to all of these seven locals, as I've indicated to you, such as Bhuvu, Bhuvaha, Swaha, Maha, Jana, Tapa, and Satyam, or Bhuloka, Antariksha, then uh, Manipur, Anahat, Adnya Chakra, Sahastrara, or Brahma Ratandra. So and you can very easily reach the local where that is the final dwelling place. That is the place that Lord Sri Krishna also says, Yad Gatva Nanivartante Tadhama Paramamama, meaning that is the location where once you go there, you do not return upon the death, not in meditative state. So upon the death, once you have gone there, you do not return or be born again by virtue of your karmic death, by virtue of your own making. You may come, take a human form, but that human form is only to serve the humanity. And yet, you are a free being. You are not affected by the laws of prakriti or the nature. And once you finish your mission on the earth, you go back to where you came from. That is a final abode. Understand how important this is. So, this prana, the pra pranic force, travels all of these seven levels when you chant the Gayatri Mantra or when you chant the Omkara, which is the primordial sound. And for that, <clears throat> one has to have a definite discipline, not just knowledge, this knowledge is useless as a piece of information. This piece of information, unless one puts it to practice and becomes an adept with it, you have to do it. This is a science of doing, my friend. This is a science of becoming. Please understand this. I have not come to give these subjects just for the entertainment part but to stimulate you to 
get yourself together and move on the path of light. Move on your own effort to evolve yourself and achieve the absolute supreme when you and your maker or you and your almighty God or the almighty father are one, inseparable. Follow me. Once, when one is comfortable in visiting and coming back and visiting and coming back and coming and awakaman becomes a natural process, then that soul is surely a free soul. There is something else that I want to do amplify today. For example, when you are doing pranayama, and during this pranayama, the entire physical being is purified. There are, you know, 77,000 crore nadis. One crore is equal to 10 million of which essentially there are 100 nadis that are flowing downward and one that is flowing upward. This branches out into thousands of others. So there is the Surya nadi when you breathe in, there is the Chandra nadi that you breathe out, but there is also a third nadi, it is called Sushumna nadi, which starts from the Anahat Chakra, the heart center, and goes through the Ajna Chakra and further branches out as Vajra Nadi. Then it branches out as Chitrani Nadi. And this Chitrani Nadi further branches out as Brahma Nadi. This Brahma Nadi, you know, uh, let me explain you what Nadi is. For example, you have, you connect one end of a tube to a spigot, to a tap. You turn on the water and the water flows through that tube till wherever you want the water to exist. So the water flows through the tube. So is not the case when we speak about how energy flows. Let me give you an example again. Electricity, for example. We have cables and cables of electricity. And we think like the water flows through the tube. So also the electricity flows through the copper cable. It is not so, my friend. The electricity is on the surface of the copper cable, and it is the electricity is trans, transmitted from one atom 
or molecule of that metal to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. So there is actually no, no electricity, electricity flowing, but it is just transferring from one atom to the next, to the next, to the next. And it is all on this surface. Likewise, in the human body, we have these five senses, these senses such as sound, the sense of touch, the sense to know the, uh, uh, what you call, image as such, akar, rupa. Then rasa, that is how the sense of taste, likewise, we smell uh, by the nose. So as we have five senses like this, likewise we have five tanmatras also like that. These tanmatras are the channels of communication. These channels of communication are from one cell to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, as it is in the case of electricity. So likewise, as subtle we go, as subtle we become, as the Sushumna Nadi further becomes subtler yet, becomes Vajra Nadi, this Vajra Nadi also becomes subtler yet as Chitrani Nadi, and Chitrani Nadi also becomes subtler yet as Brahma Nadi, which from the Ajna Chakra rises to the Sahasrara, and Sahasrara to the Brahmarandra, and through that Brahmarandra, one can escape using the one of the five prana, that is Udanavayu. One can take all the senses with it, with it because they are essentially subtle. There is no touch and see and feel, anything like that. And go and travel to any astral world and learn it experience there and becomes a constant in and out traveler to the point that a Siddha Yogi who is living on the earth can still be seen sitting, standing, talking, doing things, and yet maybe manifesting traveling in the astral world, including the Tapaloka or the Brahmaloka or the Satyaloka and come back again. It becomes a constant normal, nothing extraordinary. So, when we are trying to do Gayatri Upasana and Pranayama Upasana and understanding Pranava or the Omkara and how all of these three come together and together they amplify subtly in such a very, very subtle way, purifying the entire human system, purifying the, all the six, seven chakras, purifying the entire, the fourth sharira, that is the cosmic being, and one is able to be and live the supreme truth as well. Please understand this very, very carefully. And it is very important that you learn the science of 
pranayam there are various level of learning pranayam there are various bija mantras that go with pranayam pranayam must also be supported supported by practice of surya namaskar surya namaskar which are both that is the left and right or savya apasavya and once when you become comfortable then the teacher will reveal the deeper meaning and the deeper bija of the the surya namaskar surya namaskar together coupled with pranayam pranayam coupled with omkar and gayatri gayatri swahakar and all of this together all of this together becomes a phenomenal power of grace it is grace my dear friends understand power of grace this grace comes from the teacher from the sadguru from the sadguru who is the living manifestation of that supreme truth there is no short cut to this mere wishful thinking will not get you anywhere other than frustration so discipline 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 is a very founding bedrock together with that this absolute need of samarpana or surrender total surrender you surrender few weeks ago is it valid now no surrender complete surrender is a constant state of being for an ordinary human being this surrender is very very difficult yet by virtue of the practices the surrender becomes a very natural outcome the result of all these practices which end up in total surrender and this surrender is not out of compulsion not out of guilt not out of force but it is a loving loving surrender you are so happy to surrender that now gosh i have surrendered all and i'm so happy that now my beloved satguru will surely take me from here to there and understand this process and this phenomena very very carefully i think usha ji namaste guru ji i would like to, i would like to stop here now and i am ready to take any questions what a beautiful anushtan and a complete picture you have given wonderful picture i will start to take the color the first color the last four digits 7900 7900 please speak yes hello guruji this is ashwin and jyoti 
नो क्वेश्चन जस्ट ब्लेसिंग गुजराती Next caller is five three six six five three six six. Please speak. Um, hello, Guruji. Namaste. This is Padmod Baba. Hello, Namaste, Padmod Baba. Guruji, thank you so much for the wonderful satsang and for explaining the importance of pranayam in couple with the mantras. uh it was and also the way it interacts with the human body as such with the elements and it was such a beautiful speech guruji thank you so much for the speech you are most welcome parma ji you are most welcome i have no question now guruji but thank you thank you have no so question Not right now, Guruji. I need to listen to the speech okay. and apply it to my okay. practice. Please do, please do. Thank you, Guruji. You're welcome, my dear. Thank you, Saman. The next caller is seven five five nine seven five five nine. Please speak. Namaste, Guruji. This is Aruna. Hello, Namaste, Aruna ji. It's a wonderful lecture, Guruji. I'm so happy to hear all that. I will listen to it again and again, Guruji. Okay. Okay. Thank you. The next okay. caller is. Thank you so much, Aruna. The next caller is seven seven three seven 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 three seven. Please speak. Hello, Guruji. Namaste. This is Osha. It's one. Oh, hello, Usha Rajan. Okay. Yeah, there is there there are some questions, but I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Thank okay. you, Rajan. Okay, all right. Thank you so much. The next caller is one nine four two. One nine four two, please speak. Namaste, Guruji. Uh, Gurudev Dutt, this is Yamini. Ah, hello, Gurudev Dutt, then Kimcho. Yes, Guruji. Majama, uh, no question. Just need your blessings to continue what we are doing. You do your job. The blessings are always there, my dear. Thank you, Guruji. Okay. Bale ji. Gurudev, Gurudev Dutt. Good, Gurudev Dutt. The next caller. Thank you, Samjyamini. The next caller is one four eight four. One four eight four. Please speak. I'll go on to the next caller, Guruji. Namaste, Guruji. Namaste, Guruji. Hello. Yes, namaste. Yes. Itma, Guruji. Yes, sir. And Wallis, mother. My namaste. Namaste, ma. Uh, Guruji, by the by, uh, the actual meaning of Gayatri and uh, 
the boundless uh, energy towards gayatri is being uh, ex- ex- excellently explain- explained guru ji thank you very much for that oh i'm so glad you liked it and i hope you understood that yes guru ji very good guruji. very good okay. guruji. Uh, I've been missing you, Wally. I know, Guruji. What a beautiful Guruji. Sorry, I couldn't come out of it, Guruji. I was just unable to even open my eyes. I... So what a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Oh, my God, Guruji. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, namaste, Guruji. I'll talk to you again, Guruji. Please do, okay? Yes, Guruji. Most definitely. Namaste. Okay. Namaste. Thank you so much. And then let's get time. 2548, please. Yeah, Guruji, this is Preeti. Ah, Memphis. Hello, Preeti Ji. Yeah, Guruji, namaste. I, uh, I have one question. Like, if I heard it right, you said like to do uh, pranam at every Gayatri month. What does that mean? If I heard it right. I said, pranayam is a breathing exercise. Yes, Guruji. It's breathing, breathing exercise. I also explained how you should chant Om, Omkar. Yes. I explained you how to do pranayam. There are three, four pranayam, Anulom, Vilom, Patrika, Kapalabhati, then then I explained you the entire spectrum of Gayatri Mahamantra, mm-hmm. what it means. And when you do all this collectively together, mm-hmm. because when you, say, when you chant Gayatri Mahamantra as
to evolve further and further and further. So they all come together as one. With pranayam, starting with pranayam, then the Omkara Sadhana, Gayatri Upasana, and eventually all culminate into one in the evolution of you freeing yourself of all the three deha and the fourth, the cosmic deha also, and you can free yourself from this cycle of birth and death in this very life. Do you follow now? Why don't you call me and ask me separately if it is possible for you? Okay? But I'm glad that you, it's still the subject is not very clear to you, it seems to me. Hello, are you there? Hello? Hello? Kuruji? Yeah, what happened? Um, uh, she is there, Guruji, but for some reason it's not, uh, she's unable to talk. Maybe it went on mute or something. Okay. And uh, an I'll go on. Yes, yes, Guruji, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you so much, Preetiji, for calling. Um, let me see if she can connect. Good. I am listening, Ushaji, I am listening everything. Yes, sweetie. Wonderful. I know you are. So much. Thank you, Guruji. Okay, good, good, good. Um, let us close the session for today. Hari Satya Hariyo. Namaste, namaste. Thank you everybody for joining in today. Thanks. Michelle. And we'll connect same time next Saturday. Bye-bye. Namaste, bye-bye.